0: You're listening to PetLiferadio.com. I am Seth Peterson.
1: I am Debbie Hedgeon. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm George Robert. This is Justin Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi,
0: this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the back Hi,
1: this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets Talking pets. Talkin pets with John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Is Dr. Ann Lamprou.
0: Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions, those holistic questions about your pets at 844 287 2876. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Budin. Hello, hello. And he'll put you on the line with us. That's 844 287 2876. The show is produced in house at the ranch by Miss Lexi Lapp.
2: Hello there. Hi, Lexi. Hi.
0: We welcome your calls and questions, 844-287-2876. We have a special guest joining us for the next couple of minutes. His name is Tristan Donovan. He's the author of Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. He's calling us live from the U.K., so if you've got a question or a comment, we welcome it in. 844-287-2876. We're going to be giving away a couple books as well, so stay tuned for that. You can win a book, Feral Cities. But once again, I'm John Patch.
1: I'm Dr. Ann Prue. I'm Lexi Lab.
0: And I'm Zach Buten. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Donovan is a non-fiction author and freelance journalist and editor. Born in London in 1975, he planned to become an ecologist before getting distracted by journalism. Since then, he's contributed to numerous newspapers, magazines, and websites, including BBC News Online, The Times, London, Stuff, Community Care, The Guardian, and Kotaku. He is the author of Replay, The History of Video Games and Fizz, How Soda Shook Up the World, that playing too many video games while drinking too much soda featured heavily in his childhood is just a coincidence. He lives in the UK with his husband and two ham-obsessed dachshunds. We want to welcome on to the program the author of Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle, Tristan Donovan. Hey Tristan, how are you doing?
3: I'm good, thanks. Hi, now, just...
0: It's nice to have you on with us live from, uh, you're in London.
3: Yeah, well just, just outside, just, just near the south coast of
0: Beautiful in London. I I love. You're in Sussex. Is that it?
3: Yeah, that's right. A little town called Lewis, um, just outside Brighton.
0: Lewis, I I had a blast in London when I was in London.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I grew up there, so.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a it's a gorgeous country out there in the UK. So uh, congratulations on living there. Hopefully, I get out there again soon. I want
1: to go back to (sighs) Glassmere, Avesbury. Avesbury.
0: Avesbury. Avesbury. I take it you're familiar with Avesbury, Tristan.
1: (laughs) Avesbury. It's where there's standing stones, and they took. Oh, right, some, yes, yes. yeah, and they took some of those stones and made a church out of it. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, I do want to introduce you to, uh, of course, Doctor Anne and Lexi Tristan.
1: Hello. How are you doing? Hello. Hi there.
0: Lexi, was that your
3: uh, was that your London accent
0: or something? Uh,
2: I wish um, I could do one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: I gotta ask you, Tristan. What time is it there in London right now?
3: Um, it's about nine p.m. now. So oh, that's not bad. Not not too too much later.
0: Yeah, no, not bad, because we're 5 p.m. on the Eastern it's Time Zone. only four
1: hours across the big pond. Yeah,
0: so I don't know why. I thought it was earlier in the morning, but no, that's not bad at all. So i got to ask you, Feral Cities, and, I, and this is something that I talk about quite a bit on the show, about the encroachment of of humans going into the the wild aspects of the country, but with your book, though, Feral Cities, how long did it take you to write this book?
3: Um, well, it was about, about two years in all um, from sort of, first coming up with the idea and starting the research. Um, so, yeah, a couple of years.
0: And you dedicated it to your parents?
3: Uh, yes, I did. Um, it was about time I dedicated a book to them, I think.
0: <laughs> so how many books have you written?
3: Uh, there, there's been three so far. So um, there's a video game history replay, and then the history of fizzy drinks. is. Um, so the, F- Feral cities are a little different to, for those. A bit less of a history, more kind of what's happening now.
0: You know, I got to ask you. Well, first of all, the book is available online. I would imagine it's available in bookstores. It's called *Feral Cities*. It's by Chicago Review Press, and the author, of course, we're speaking with right now, live from um, from the UK, is Tristan Donovan. Who and how did you decide on the cover of the book? Because it looks like they're baboons, right? There's a lot of baboons climbing all over a building.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a picture from um, down near Cape, Cape Town in South Africa, and. Um, I write about this in the book, but um, they have a problem with the baboons there. They're sort of, they've had things like um, baboons breaking into people's houses, and that's kind of what you see on the cover of this, one of the houses they raid. Uh, I think in that particular instance, they ran away with someone's sort of big teddy bear toy and the bedsheet. Um, but this has been going on for a while in South Africa. There's sort of quite a few baboons that live on the peninsula, and, you know, there's quite a bit of conflict with the rooms kind of game. well, there's food there, we're going <laughs> to go get some. Because um, they're quite like us, they're quite good at opening doors.
0: You know, i got to ask you too, is that um, in, in regards to, I was just talking about human encroachment into the wild, like uh, us moving into areas of Montana or, you know, in the, into the wilderness. And then people complain, okay, I moved up here into the mountains and then all of a sudden I've got a bear on my front porch. So what do they do? They pull out a gun and try to shoot it. But you moved into their territory but why do you think, Tristan, in your opinion, and based on your book, Feral Cities, why do you see so many animals, big and small, moving into the city aspects now? Is it because we're just taking every space we can as a human being or are they just becoming more familiar with us?
3: I, I think it's a case of it very slightly from animal to animal, but on the whole, I think the reason is they can live there. Some some animals can adapt to life in the cities and as far as the animal's concerned it doesn't go there's a Oh, this is the city limits. I'd better not go beyond that. So, you know, they if they can survive there, they will go in. So there's sort of different reasons different animals come in. Um, coyotes, the theory is that basically the fur prices collapsed in the late 80s, early 90s, so people stopped hunting and trapping them so much in rural areas. So they had a boom in the population of coyotes, and they're quite territorial animals, so The younger ones had to go find new places to live. And so they went into the cities, and they do quite well in cities. So that's why some of them are moving. And some some animals, of course, you know, we expand our cities, and they find themselves there. And that's what happened with the red foxes in London in 1930. London grew very, very quickly during that decade. And foxes sort of basically woke up one day and found themselves inside a city, and they managed to survive as well.
0: It's so funny that you said that because when I was walking down the street in London uh, with two or three of my friends there, we were walking down the street and we were off in the States here. We were there for a week visiting, just on vacation, and all of a sudden, the next thing I know, is between my legs, like darted out was a fox. Wow! <laughs> I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, "Where's this coming from? And why is this out in the city?"
1: No, no. The question that comes to my mind is: It have rabies? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is, where did Jimi <laughs> Hendrix write "Foxy Lady"?
0: I have no idea.
1: <laughs> but, but back to the point of, of animals in cities.
0: But it, no, I mean, I was I, I, I was surprised, and this was many years ago, like probably ten years ago, when I was walking through London that you know that fox was there. But you're seeing it more and more. Well, we're talking with Tristan Donovan. He's the author of Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. You can find the book in bookstores. You can find it online. It is put out by Chicago Review Press. And we're going to give away a complimentary copy right now to the number three caller. If you're the number three caller and to Zach right now, just tell him you want the book and it's yours. 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. Call right now. And a copy of Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle is yours. We'll be back with Tristan Donovan. I'm John Patch.
1: Dr. Anne Lamperew. I'm Lexi Lapp.
0: And I'm Zach Buden. Call Zach right now at 844-287-2876 and the book is yours. 844-287-2876.
2: Tired of wasting money on giant boxes of litter that don't work and don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. So even a small bag lasts one cat 30 days. Outstanding odor control, quick clumping, lightweight. It's even flushable. World's Best Cat Litter. Everything else is just litter. Find it near you at www.itsnotjustlitter.com. That's www.itsnotjustlitter.com.
3: There's nothing more delicious and healthy than an old family recipe. And for over 50 years, our family's been creating them especially for your pets. NutriSource Super Premium Pet Foods. Dog and cat food that's all natural, holistic, and organic. NutriSource Pet Foods contain our patented Good for Life system for your pet's optimum health and well-being. So order now. Safe, quality food made by our family for your furry family members. Go to NutriSourcePetFoods.com.
2: From our family to yours, K-L-L-F, Family Brands.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch.
1: Dr. Ann Lamperou. Lexi Lapp.
0: And I'm Zach the Bear Putin. We're speaking with the author of Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. That's Tristan Donovan. We're speaking with him live from the U.K., and congratulations to Margaret in Olympia, Washington. Congratulations, Margaret. You're getting a copy of the book, Compliments from Tristan Donovan, Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle, going out to Margaret in Olympia, Washington. We have another book to give away, so the number three call that calls in the Zach right now, call, and like Margaret, you can get a complimentary copy from Tristan as well. It's called Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle, and it's yours. 844-287-2876 that's eight four four two eight seven two eight seven six call and the book is yours eight four four two eight seven two eight seven six you know Tristan we were, we we're talking about the book and, and as I leaf through the book there's a lot of different stories in here about a lot of different animals that enter into the city and all but I like the middle part of the book where you actually you have pictures <laughs> <laughs> and the one picture that really kind of disturbs me and it shouldn't um because I live in Florida and we broadcast from Florida and these things actually drive cars down here are cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Those things are everywhere.
1: Yes, unfortunately we deal with palmetto bugs. And they fly. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about why you feature a cockroach in your book.
1: Well, they kind of...
3: One of these archetypal kind of city creatures, So I suppose it's a bit like rats and pigeons. you would be able to write a book about you know, what wild animals live in urban areas without mentioning cockroaches. But I mean they're they're kind of more interesting than they seem. I mean everyone thinks, oh, they're such horrible bugs, but they are sort of social and there's interesting patterns. I mean, I mainly looked at them in New York and you get things like they they have sort of neighborhoods, different sort of ancestry different parts of Manhattan. Um so you know, there's they're sort of more to them than we tend to think. They're not just Yikki Bugs was kind of wandering around. But that said, I don't really want them in my house, either. No, <laughs> no I
0: don't think anybody does. You know, another thing, too, is like, uh, there was one day that I was moving some like a patio bricks in my backyard from one side of the house to the other, and apparently um, on the bricks I got bit by a uh, brown recluse spider, which ate right through my arm. Um, amazing what a little spider can do to you. But in your book here, of course, in Feral Cities, you've got... Featured here, the spitting spider.
3: Yeah, that that's, that's not so scary for us. Um, I mean, it's a I think including legs, it's about the size of a pea, if I remember rightly. So it, it's quite small, but it's basically a little sort of hunting bug that you find in houses, and it goes looking for other bugs. But what it does instead of spinning webs, it's an active hunter and. Poisonous glue. It's its sort of basically finds them, uh, sort of stops a little way before them, and then spits this poisonous glue onto them so it catches them. So, I mean, it's sort of one of these interesting bugs that tends to live in people's homes. I mean, no no one notices it, it's so small, but part of the indoor ecosystem.
0: You know, and I think also another thing that you have featured here is the, uh, the prominent uh, raccoon. I have fish ponds in my yard, one in the front and one in the back, and I used to put, hence the word used to put, um, koi fish in my ponds, and you know, they're a little pricey, so I stopped there because the raccoons thought it was a sushi bar, (laughs) and they would just come in constantly and just rip everything up and chow it down, The one day I walked out my front door and on my porch was heads and bodies everywhere, (laughs) it was like... Someone butchered my fish ponds, and I looked up in the tree, and fat as could be, uh, was a raccoon laying up on a branch just staring down at me going, yeah, I ate them.
1: <laughs> and then I had uh, great blue herons eat them out of my koi ponds. So, oh, really? Yes, I had to give up.
0: It's hard, I mean, you, you know, because the the animals, like, like you say in your book, Tristan, in Feral Cities, these guys are mobile. I mean, you're seeing a lot more coyotes around the, around the country, too, aren't you?
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean, they... They've become sort of, you know, much like red foxes are in England. You know, coyotes are pretty much in every city now. Um, you know, I think sort of for a while it was seen as New York was kind of the last place they hadn't got to. Well, they're, they're there now. And they've, they've been there for, for a couple of decades now. I'd be surprised if there's many cities in America that don't have coyotes now. And they do better in cities than in the wild.
0: Yeah, my, my executive producer, Bob, actually lives up uh, with Amanda up in Orlando, Florida. And they were telling me the other day that there's coyotes in their backyard, and they're howling. They can hear them howl. And mm-hmm. um, I'm like, wow, you just you don't know. I had, I don't know where it came from. I swear, Tristan, I was in my front yard doing some yard work, and there were people walking around my neighborhood and everything, and down the middle of my street, a wolf. Now, it could have been a hybrid, I'm sure it probably was, and maybe, or maybe it was pure, and somebody had it. But we're right down the middle of the street.
2: <laughs> we have a wow. lot of coyotes in my mom's neighborhood.
0: Yeah, they're like all everywhere okay. now.
1: Well, where there's some place to sleep and something to eat, somebody's gonna come in. I love the picture of the mosquito leg that the will keep the book louse well fed for weeks. So this little mosquito, this little book louse, is eating a mosquito leg. It's a little snack for weeks. Yeah, so, you know, where there's something to eat and some place to put your little head down and rest. Someone's going <laughs> to try to live there.
0: You know, and it's fascinating that you put a book together on this, Tristan, that, you know, all the the animals, big and small, that are living within our own areas and some people aren't even aware. I mean, it's like it's like going for a swim in the ocean. There's sharks around you the whole time but you don't know that.
1: Mm.
3: I think, that's the thing. I think with, with a lot of animals people get very scared of them but you know a lot of them you know we don't see them the the animals that tend to do well in cities they're they're sneaky kind of and adaptable they don't tend to make themselves too obvious and on the whole they're they're largely scared of us they don't want to kind of come into conflict with us i think you know problems tend to start when people start feeding them and encouraging them to get used to people that kind of one of the big problems that seem to flare up in cities. But on the whole, they they live among us, but we don't notice them.
0: I don't know, you show a picture in here of a leopard on the brawl at the uh, I guess it's the Array uh, Milk Colony in uh, Mumbai. I don't know, if yeah. I was out walking, taking a stroll in Mumbai, and I saw a leopard walking towards me, I think I would be a little fearful. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean the, yeah ha- having leopards in your city is kind of one the you know, and I, it's like,
0: wow I, A leopard versus a raccoon or even a coyote. Let's see. Hmm. hmm. I'll take the raccoon.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tristan, don't go away. I've got a couple more questions for you in comments. And um, if anybody has a question or comment for Tristan Donovan, the author of Feral Cities: Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle, give us a call. The book is available in bookstores and online. If you call right now, you'll get a complimentary copy. So call right now and the book is yours. 844-287-2876. you're listening to Talkin' Pets
2: It's designerpetsweaters.com hand knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com
0: Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free, and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets
1: to the Pet Expo!
2: Let's talk pets.
0: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Bob Page, and welcome to another edition of Talking Pets Rewind. Here at Talking Pets, we deal with some tough stories. You can always count on John and his expert guests to lead you in the
2: right direction.
0: In Aviscon, New Jersey, W-O-N-D. Hey, Diane, how you doing? Welcome to the program.
2: Oh, hi. My son, he's 14 years old, and he's having teeth problems. And a friend of mine had uh, said that they took their cat to the vet, and it cost them around $185 to have the mouth mouthfeeds, because mine is not eating well. Now, this is my second Siamese. My first one lived to be 17 years old, and of course, I was very unhappy when she died, but now that I have this male, and he he's a love, and I adore him, but I just can't afford the prices that vets Charge, and I'm ashamed that if the vet, if he could, you know, if I could pay something off one time. The vet prices are terrible. I just cannot afford $185 and yet i want to take care of my cat. What do you do in a situation like that? There are quite a few options. Um, some veterinarians take payment plans. Another thing is a lot of local humane organizations will help subsidize situations for owners such as yourself who want to be responsible but don't have it in their budget. And in this case, a
1: Talking bets listener
0: also helps out. In one of the previous hours of the program, we had a call from one ever-so-lovely woman um, out there, Diane in Abascon, New Jersey, that had a problem, W-O-N-D listening out there, had a problem with her cat's teeth. You know, Diane, if you're still listening, please call back at 877-266-7469. We have a listener to the program, Talking Pets, that actually wants to pay for that surgery for your cat's teeth. So, Diane, if you'd call in from Abascon, New Jersey, and we're going to have a listener actually pay for that surgery for your cat's teeth. That's really great. And our hearts go out to Diane and also the listener. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. From the whole crew here at Talking Pets, we would like to extend our thanks to the special Talking Pets listeners. For Talking Pets, rewind, I'm Bob Page. And don't forget, you can actually find uh, Tristan Donovan's book, Feral Cities and Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle, at a bookstore near you, or you can find it online. And don't forget, there's information about the book. And you can see a cover of the book, if you wish, um, on our website, talkingpets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. There's a lot of information on there, but under the news section, look at the cover of the book, Feral Cities, and you can read a little bit more about Tristan as well. And also join us on Facebook and Twitter. We're up to 22,000 followers now, and would like to see 22 more. This is Talkin' Pets.
2: You
1: ain't nothing but a hound of yeah. the
0: And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch.
1: Dr. Anne Lampreau. I'm Lexi Lapp.
0: And I'm the bear. Give us a call at 844-287-2876. We're giving away a copy of Tristan's book, Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. It's yours. 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. You know, Tristan, um, it seems like in a lot of parts of the world there are snakes. I just never expect them to be in my living room or my office at home and i had two rattlesnakes one in my office on my desk (laughs) and another one actually underneath my cat blankets in my tv room so are they becoming more prominent that you're finding more snakes or i mean i know like in florida where we're at it's the spring it's going into rainy season so snakes are very active right now i just pulled two of them out of my swimming pool and, um, and one was a baby, a little tiny baby, probably about six inches long. But um, So they are active, and we're finding more and more, aren't we?
3: Yeah, well, I think, I think the thing with rattlesnakes is that compared to some other snakes, they're not fantastic at adapting to urban environments, but from snake's perspective, a lot of you know, well, our homes and so on, they're, they're kind of good caves. So if they want to get out in the sun or something like that, it's like, oh, there's an open garage, I'll go sliver in there, or sometimes they're chasing mouse or something so you know from from their perspective a bit like sort of birds see our kind of skyscrapers or so on as cliffs they they see our homes as caves and it's a good place to get into the shade and maybe make a den and they, they don't necessarily know that it's where we're living
1: true
0: very true Hey, congr- congratulations to Donna and Shelton, um, Donna in uh, Washington, Shelton Washington, is getting a copy of the book. Compliments from Tristan Donovan, the author, Feral Cities: Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. You know, I'm waiting for you to put an audio book out on this one, Tristan, because I mean, you know, I don't know what it is. Does this does it work for you? But I don't know the English accent for some yeah. reason <laughs> I find extremely attractive.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't that to me when I the research for the <laughs> I, I, I don't think of myself as having an accent, but
0: it's oh, like you've got one. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I can hear it quite well.
1: And we we don't at all. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: true. Now, with your book too, out of, out of the entire book, of course, Tristan, Feral Cities: Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. It's it's of course the publisher you can find it is Chicago Preview Press, our review press, and um. What did you, what What would you say out of this book is one of your most interesting or fascinating stories that you put in it?
3: I, I think actually the, the chapter where I go to Miami is actually one of the most fascinating because Miami's got the whole climate thing going on where you get exotic animals come in and they manage to survive because the climate's subtropical. But what's also interesting about Miami is just the way the sort of social issues and people's behavior affects things and what you get in yeah, so, for example, one of the things Miami has is a lot of feral chickens running around. And that's due to sort of Spanish cultures, and they have tradition of keeping chickens and so on. And so this kind of human behavior kind of affects the wildlife that you have in the cities as well. So I think Miami was absolutely fascinating for, for that. It was really sort of captured all, all kind of themes in, in one's.
0: Right. It's not just Miami, actually. It's so funny because I was out in my yard today and my neighbor came out of his house and um, so invited me over to his house for a couple of minutes to meet uh, five new kids and he just got chickens. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and it's funny because I, in the cities now, like they're passing laws now that you can have chickens in the cities, whereas before you couldn't. And here in our area now, we never could have chickens and now we can. We just can't have roosters. So I, I looked at my neighbor and I said, Boy, you're so lucky there's not a male in that group. Because if that thing was cock a doodle doo at five o'clock in the morning,
1: <laughs> He'd be on yeah. Sunday.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Chicken dinner.
1: <laughs> Obviously, we're not vegetarians yeah. here in this room. <laughs> Sorry, sentient being. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of different uh, stories in your book, Tristan, and uh, a lot of great stories, and it's a fun book. And I really appreciate you calling in from uh, from the UK and and um, and speaking with us. And uh, I, I totally recommend the book. It's it's there's a lot of great, interesting stories about different animals within the cities and the city limits. Feral Cities: Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle by Tristan Donovan. Tristan, thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. It's a great pleasure, and, and give our best to everybody out there in London and the UK. I will do.
3: Thanks for having me. On. Anytime.
0: Anytime. That's Tristan Donovan, the author, of course, of uh, Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. We have one more book to give away, so if you call right now, it's yours. Uh, Be the number five caller, or if you have a fifth caller, into Zach, our producer, at 844-287-2876. The book is yours. 844-287-2876. Call right now, and we'll send that book out to you. Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle. 844-287-2876. What do you think, Ann? I mean, I I like Tristan, especially that, I don't know what it is about, it was like when I was in Paris, the French accent, I could sit there and Google and goggle on everybody all day long, like when they talk.
1: I think I'd rather hear his stories about the video games. Are
0: you a video junkie?
1: No, but I have a child that is. Oh, that's true. Two childs.
0: You should look into that book then. So he's got the replay, The History of Video Games. (laughs) And then he's also got Fizz, How Soda Shook Up the World. I think I remember reading about that book, Fizz. Of course, <laughs> we're an animal show, so we're not going to cover Fizz book. But, no, we're not. Um, but I
1: think I remember hearing about that,
0: though, so, because that's when they were like, also, soda's not supposed to be good for you. I drink Well, I it.
1: wonder what the fourth book will be. Um,
0: hmm. Talking pets. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really talk? Eight four four two eight seven two eight seven six. But nice guy. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So, and you lose uh, with two doxins. Do you get a lot of doxins coming in your mm-hmm. in your clinic? Sure, of course. I do
1: acupuncture and laser therapy. You betcha.
0: So, I, well, why would you say a doxin? Are they? is because oh, they that, have bad backs. Is that because they're so long?
1: Some of the families or um, lines of doxins actually don't have the correct ligaments, and so they have really easily. Um, ruptured discs because they don't actually possess all the ligaments that they should have in their spine
0: So is it easy for a dachshund Tristan should be listening now point pointers for his dogs but um, is it easy for them if they jump off something to really hurt themselves to damage their
2: back I mean
1: that's when they can
2: do it primarily yeah my but, mom has a dachshund her name is Rosie. She actually just entered her in the uh, running of the wieners is what it's called. <laughs> oh, yay. Well, oh, I, yeah, they're, I
0: just had a visual. They're it great
2: w- dogs. <laughs> they're great dogs. I
1: love dogs. Apparently, doxes. it was
0: an all-male race.
1: <laughs> 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 so,
0: <laughs> 844-287-2876. Call right now if you've got a question, medical or behavior or a holistic question, um, homeopathic. Uh, give us a call, 844-287-2876. we were just speaking with Tristan Donovan, the author of Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle, and how real is that, extremely real, we're finding more and more bizarre animals all around us every day, so um, both wild and domestic, but um, you can find out more in the stories, the great stories by Tristan in this book, and the book is yours if you call 844-287-2876, call right now, you can speak with Zach and like Margaret and Donna, you can get a copy of the book. 844-287-2876. That's the number to call. It's a toll-free telephone number. 844-287-2876, and the book is yours. Do you find at your clinic at Animal Alternatives uh, here in Tampa Bay that do you have any kind of bizarre animals that come in? Like like he's talking about all these weird and, you know, you're finding coyotes now and you're finding, well, thankfully we don't see leopards around here. No. Um, But, you know, do you see anything bizarre coming in?
1: Bizarre, not really, Um, because I I don't do exotics that much anymore. So, uh, you know, we see, uh, because we see wildlife come in, because it's an emergency clinic at night. So, we see a lot of, uh, way too many of those sandhill cranes. Some deer.
0: You have had deer come in.
1: Lots of possums. Raccoons up the yazoo. (laughs)
0: I just had two possums out by the car last night, actually. And
1: unfortunately, turtles. And when we get the turtles in, hopefully we can save their shell. But we just had one in that we couldn't save. What happened? Run over? Yeah.
0: And what yeah. happens when you can't save the shell? Then the turtles I, just.
1: I let. I, not I like you have them... spare
0: shells anywhere.
1: No, I give them a solution <laughs> so they can go to heaven and not be uncomfortable for any longer. Really? Yes.
0: Wow, there's an invention. <laughs> Create a new home for a turtle. A turtle shell. You never know. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> we can repair them, but we can't replace them. Yeah, yeah that's
0: sad. That is yeah. sad. And you got to be careful, though, too, because a lot of people try to save turtles on the highway or in the middle of the road. Yes. And they don't pay attention to no, traffic.
1: and then they get hit. Exactly. Yes.
0: So it's not only the turtle dies, but you do, too. Yes. But so be careful. 844-287-2876 is our number. 844-287-2876. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. Check us out on the web at TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. And also, please, join us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm John Patch.
1: Dr. Anne Prue I'm Lexi Lat. And the Bear. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as The Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friends. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World.
1: Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio.
2: Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Go ahead and kiss your dog. Science says it's good for your health. With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Lexi Lapp. Researchers at the University of Arizona believe that the tiny microbes in a dog's gut might have a probiotic effect on humans. Our body has 500 different types of bacteria living inside of us. Some of it's bad and some of it's good. The helpful bacteria keeps our digestive and immune system in tip-top shape. As we age, we lose a lot of our good bacteria, negatively impacting our mental and physical health. Researchers at UA's New Human-Animal Interactions Research Inactive theorized that owning a dog and letting them plant a big smooch on you once in a while will help replace the positive microorganisms in your body. To, pr- to prove this theory, researchers at UA are conducting a study that pairs adults 50 years, 50 years or older with re- rescued pups from the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. Researchers will test the, ba- the gut bacteria, mental well-being, activity level, and immune function of the participants every month. They also test the bacteria and emotional and physical state of the dogs over the course of the study. All tests will be non invasive to keep members of both two legged and four legged groups happy. Because a successful pup human relationship is critical to the study, volunteers can choose their study buddy. At the end of the trial, the participants will have the option to adopt their participant. The study ser- serves two important roles. Us humans have done a lot of work to eliminate the bad bacteria from our lives. But according to Dr. Charles Raisin, a professor of psychiatry, psychiatry at UA and head of the study, we're overu- overusing ba- antibacteria antib- antibacterias and eliminating the good stuff from our system. Our furry friends could help replenish some of those microbes. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page for more great stories, funny pet pets. And videos all week long. Facebook.com slash Pets Radio. Facebook.com slash T A L K I N Pets Radio. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lap.
0: Listening to Talking Pets, I'm John Patch.
1: Dr. Anne Lampro. I'm Lexi Lab. And
0: I'm Zach Buden. What are you laughing about?
1: <laughs> we want your kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, that's like a big thing in the news story all of a sudden. Everybody's like, like going over... Is a dog kiss clean? You know, is it
1: depends what they've been licking lately, in my opinion.
0: But it's like there's I put a video on um, talkingpets.com on on the homepage. It's a news video, and there's a veterinarian on there. I think it's in Chicago, and they did this study, and they're talking about what they find in a dog's mouth. Like they did a swab, which I'm sure you do all the time, and they found like three different things. Like I think one was pneumococcus. Is that it? Did I say it?
1: that's one of the bacteria
0: yeah and there's like two others and which they said was common in a dog's mouth but not not how they say not um not damaging to the human being like the human's not going to get it from the dog and there's things in the in a human mouth that the dog is not going to get and it's not like i'm going to sit there and french kiss my dog (laughs) You know, that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> not like in It's All About Mary.
0: Yeah, no. know. But in the video, actually, on TalkingPets.com, this guy is French kissing his dog. Okay. It's a little strange.
1: <laughs> yes, well, it goes a bit too far for me. Yeah,
0: so, <laughs> but, you know, you don't know where they've been at. And then they do show in the video this one little dog. I don't know what it was, a little Yorkie or something, like sniffing and the other big dogs' but you know, chasing them around. And then all of a sudden, you know, then they're kissing the kids and the owners and the parents and so i mean is it i mean you're not gonna die from that right no
1: no i just want to avoid the ones that are coprophagic
0: that means they (laughs) eat poop yes yeah (laughs) so yeah
1: But yeah, I I adore it if if my patients give me kisses. I much prefer that than a lot of the other things.
0: She's a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> For people who just tuned in, right. they're like, I adore when my patients give me kisses. No. <laughs> Some guys out there are now. Oh, we got to find out where her clinic's at. <laughs> Not that kind of show. <laughs> Although it is turning a little bestiality. You bring your
1: dachshunds. <laughs>
0: But, you know, we were talking, too, about the dachshund. And I find that interesting, though, because they are very long, like yes, you were saying. And they they are known as, Lexi likes to call them the wiener dog. Mm-hmm.
1: Wiener dogs, yeah. So,
0: um... Yeah speaking of i like when my doctor kisses me
1: <laughs>
0: but um the thing is that you know they you do got to be careful with a small breed like that because if they do jump up and down off of things they can very easily damage themselves yeah, and they got little legs
1: They yeah. got little short legs well muscled usually
0: really and that's because, because they're, they're varmint chasers yeah, they go in those yep. holes yeah, you know yeah. they can actually go right down into the hole into the ground and get whatever they want to go get after the varmint. is that another reason why they seem to have like that Strong mentality. You yes. do what I say. You do what I want you to do right yes. now. Get it done. Yes.
1: yes, they're they're working dogs.
0: Oh, I mean that's what and I. Every time I look at a pets, Dachshund. and they get
1: bored
2: they're and they go so crazy.
0: Cute. Is Rosie like that? Does Rosie have that attitude? Like she looks at you, you're 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 your aunt's Dachshund, right?
2: Yeah. No, yeah. my mom's. it's my mom your mom's toxin
0: And she looks at you and goes, Yeah, okay, I'll stare you down.
2: No, she actually has like those puppy dog eyes. So, mm. you look at How her. How old is she? She's uh, seven months now, I think. Oh, she's still a baby. Yeah, she's still a little baby, so. Wait
0: until she finds her element. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like
0: It's like when you have a daughter and she's ter- she turns a teenager.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: She doesn't care about you anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I my world and days. you just happen
0: to be part of it, but mm-hmm. you do what I say.
1: <laughs> I remember when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Girls are so, so sweet until they become mean. teenagers. <laughs> was mean to my mom yeah bad me
0: you know it's weird most you know not not to go on a tangent but most girls when they become teenagers like that are i don't know why that is but then when they become an adult usually it's like i'm so sorry mom for the way i treated you you should be sorry every day (laughs) you should appreciate your mom you wouldn't be here (laughs) that's right they shoved you back in (laughs) Anyway, 844-287-2876 is the number. Sping a new to your pets and help control the pet population. Don't forget, if you're looking to adopt a pet, go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and get one from there. I'm John Patch.
1: Dr. Anne Lampreau. I'm Lexi Lach. And I'm Zach
0: Buden. Don't forget, check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. And also check out Feral Cities, Adventures with Animals in the Urban Jungle, and that's by Tristan Donovan. I'm always here with Talking Pets. Thanks for joining us in this hour of TP and uh, we will talk with you soon. Take care. Say bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: You want a kiss? (laughs) (laughs) Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com